We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of Bangarangs and Daggers, a Corn Nation podcast. Usually it's Patrick who introduces us, but he isn't here, which means I get to run the show. Um, which that also means I get to talk about the things I want to talk about. And Patrick won't know what's coming until this is published. Uh, I am not alone, however. Along with me, this episode is Chris Pankinen. I uh, think many of you know who he is, or at least have heard of him. I'll try to explain what he does, and then he can correct me. Uh, Chris is, was in charge of game presentation and video production for Nebraska Athletics. So if you were at a Nebraska basketball game and your favorite uh, song starts playing and you look up to the sky thanking the person who finally picked your song, well, you're probably thanking Chris. But before Chris can correct me, I do have one question to start off. Chris, what are you doing at this exact moment? I am sitting parked in a parking lot somewhere with my dogs in the car because we'll get to it eventually, but I'm trying to sell my house and there is a house showing uh, mine right now. So I have to be out of my house. So me and my dogs are hanging out in my air conditioned car talking into you. (laughs) How long uh, have you been, uh, how long has your house been on the market? Uh, About a week and a half. Okay. And it's in Lincoln, I assume. Actually, it's in Papillion. I actually commute for the last four and a half years. I have commuted a hundred miles round trip to Lincoln every day. And I mean every day because we have a Husker game. I'm I'm there, so I put a lot of miles on my car over the last few years. What kind of, what kind of car do you drive? So I have a Chevy Volt. So I actually have an electric gas hybrid oh, car. So perfect. if I'm in a town, I can do a battery. When I'm on the interstate, I can switch it over to gas. It it helps quite a bit. Wow. Oh wow. That's all. Mm. My 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 commute is approximately three blocks, and. Uh, so I have no idea what that would be like. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, a lot, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts. So this this is right up my alley uh, to keep myself entertained. I, my first several years in Lincoln, I lived about a mile from the stadium. So it was a culture shock. My wife's a nurse. She works at Methodist Hospital in Omaha. She has to be within 30 minutes of the hospital. So she's one, um, which means I drive. <laughs> oh, I've been driving. Yeah, well, my wife works at Methodist, so you know, they might actually know each other. Small um, world. <laughs> yeah. Um, what podcast do you listen to? Oh, uh, you name it. I like a little true crime. I try to keep up on the sports ones, but the problem with some, several of the sports podcasts is if I catch up or get behind, then it just feels dated to me. So a little bit of everything, honestly, true crime tech, you name it. If it, if it gets my uh, attention, keep me going on the road. I'll go with it. Cause I'm in the mood for. Yeah. My wife and I were, uh, listening to, I don't, I don't listen to true crime as much because, uh, I mean, once you start, you guys got to keep going. And I'm, exactly. I'm trying to remember the one we listened to. It was messed up. It was, uh, um, uh, it was actually uh, one of the, a serial killer that was never found. However, his uh, son is the one who's investigating him, or the, they believe is a serial killer. Is um, he's dead now? But his son thinks his dad was the killer. Do you have any idea which one I'm talking about? I don't. They okay. sound. I mean, they're they're all kind of of that variety usually it's usually something crazy or i don't know yeah they're, most of those podcasts are pretty crazy that you actually have a full like serialized story um like serial is a good example serial was yes. a good one i actually kind of yep. got they actually got me hooked on them to begin with and then i've kind of branched out to some other ones and uh yeah good good wasting time get your mind right oh, I, when you're driving at night would, after a basketball game or whatever <laughs> i would have to listen to podcasts all i mean that's a long drive it is all right it well uh, i guess better talk about you um, it, it, as far as what I have said, as far as, um, what you did in Nebraska is game presentation and video production. Um, or, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to say about that? Or So, so basically, I mean, like I'm part, I was part of a team at Husker Vision. So I actually worked in Husker Vision with nine other full-time people and we have 50 students. Um, my responsibilities were actually, I, I oversaw volleyball and baseball. So all things video production for like the intro video for volleyball, I made the team psych up videos. I worked really close with Coach Cook. Um, same with baseball. I kind of did those productions. And then 
for football and men's basketball, I did the music. So it was kind of, so I ended up doing the music at volleyball, football, men's basketball, and baseball. But actually, a lot of my day to day stuff was working with volleyball when they're in season, and then baseball when they're in season, and then my winter is spent playing music at uh, PBA. So I've done a little bit of everything in my time there, but those were kind of my home base uh, sports. Okay. Uh, so, but you did music at Memorial Stadium as well? I did, starting in 2014. So, how I ended up in music is so. At Husker Vision, um, so I was started full time in 2009. Um, at baseball for Husker Vision, all we did at that point was graphics, so like just headshot graphics and music. And I played the music at the baseball games. And then someone in marketing suggested because for men's basketball for music, it was actually a student that had done it, or a variety of students that come and go over the years, and they wanted a more full time presence. And someone in marketing said that they liked how I did it at baseball. So then I was doing it at men's basketball. So I had music for baseball and men's basketball. And then um, after No Sit Sunday in 2014, um, football office kind of pushed, hey, we'd like to have you do it at football too. Um, I used to do the ribbon boards at football. I used to manage kind of all those things. Um, but then I got switched over in 2014 over to football as well. And then uh, I, volleyball was kind of my sport. And when I moved over to Vanny, I just did the music there too. It was just kind of an add-on. So it kind of – it's grown over the years. <laughs> okay. So I uh, – um... Last year, I uh, sat in the press box um, for the Akron game. Well, like, I mean, it didn't happen, but right. I was, yeah, I was there. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you were playing music that was, had kind of a theme. Would that like a, a rain theme or a storm theme, I, right? I did. I just kind of like I wasn't prepared for that like at all. You know, I was I, I, I had volleyball earlier in the day. I rushed over and it was all you know Scott Frost game opener, night game hype. I was trying to figure out ways to hype the crowd, night game, all the energy, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, like we didn't know I, when when Butch Hug ran on the field to give that you know say hey we're we're we can't go out you know lightning delay or whatever. It was just I was just told to play. I didn't have a play. You know, I, I, no way was I mentally prepared for that. But like I mentioned, I had done it for baseball before. So I kind of knew of my baseball playlists. Um, and just kind of as it was going along, like, well, okay, we'll do some sing-along for a while. We did, you know, Toto, Africa by Toto. Yes, yes. And we yep. did, you know, I, I did some sing-alongs for a while. And then I'm like, okay, let's do some rain songs. And then we did some. And then when it got really intense and the students were getting amped up, did a little dance along. And it's like, gosh, I really hope this rain delay ends soon because I'm running out of clever hooks. <laughs> like, literally, I'm like, what else am I going to do here to keep filling with time? Um, yeah, I think I ended up playing for about two and a half hours straight, I think, before they ended up evacuating the stadium, something like that. So, yeah, that was pretty memorable. It was something I uh, I didn't see coming, but it was it was fun. I'll never forget that night. Uh, yeah, I, I, for me, that... You know, and I was sitting there, and you know, I was excited because this is Scott Frost's first game. And then there's a rain deal. I'm like, you have to be kidding me! Oh, like, I, yeah, yeah, it was insane. And we knew it was coming too. That was this. That was the thing that was like it was beautiful, it was humid but nice, like all day long. And then you know, even had a later kickoff. I think we started at seven, seven thirty. It's like if it would have been a six o'clock game, we would have been able to at least get it started. And, you know, that place was. I, I mean, that, that tunnel walk. When he walked out the first time, that was as loud as I remember ever hearing in the stadium. And I haven't missed a game in 20 years, and I've never heard the place that loud as after that tunnel lock hit and they were walking out. I mean, that place was nuts. And then we have all that emotion, and then we have to bolt. That was uh, but it was nuts. It really so, was. So I know you don't. You said you don't deal with video presentation for football. Um, and and I kind of wanted to ask this, and you might not know the answer. So, but people get really bent out of shape about the tunnel walk. And so do you know how many, um, I mean, is that something like the AD is going to like have to check off on changes to that? Or is it, do you think that the athletic director or maybe the coach just trusts you guys, you, you know, men and women to make that decision? Cause it's just like people freak out. It, um, it, it, and it is a big deal. And I mean, everyone, I can tell you the you know, the first one we did, last year everyone looked at before it happened you know everyone's pretty fired up about it too i thought you know that opening tunnel walk we have a guy in husker vision named andrew constans who's our lead editor for that and he he actually does the men's basketball intro too he's been here for about two and a half years um great editor but it's a team concept i mean it starts back in may or june of the concept of what, what's our theme going to be and i mean and everybody from football to marketing to everyone kind of gets in on the creative aspect of it and come up with a theme and how we're going to do it. I mean, Husker vision kind of births it like, all right, here's what we're thinking. And then 
the guys in the football department, you know, like the Matt Davisons and Jareds and things like that, everyone will kind of collaborate. And so everyone sees it, but it, but it is a total team effort. I mean, I remember Bill Moose did come in and look at the tunnel walk before the first one. Just wanted to see it. I mean, just like he's a fan like anybody else, he wanted to see yep. it. And That's... I remember him being even excited when he saw it. He was like, this is really well done. He's like, I've seen a lot of these. This, is, this one's up there. So we were pretty confident in that tunnel walk last year going into the first one. I thought it was a pretty cool concept. Yeah, and I, I still remember because uh, 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 Stanley Morgan was in it, and then uh, um, I'm blanking on the, the guard. Yeah, the, uh, who was it last year? Gosh, we had them all. So we, we had a bunch of seniors and captains come through there. Um, I'm blanking on him right now, too. But we had, yeah. we had former players, but we kind of mix and matched it all year long. Mo Berry did a great one. Once we got Mo Berry in, they're like, "Holy cow!" Like oh, we need intense. more Mo Berry because like, he was he was all in, and it was it was really good. Um, but yeah, I really liked last year's tunnel walk concept, and it was yeah. crazy. It was really bold too because what we did last year that I it doesn't happen every year is there were seven different tunnel walks every game. Actually, ended up being eight because of the rain delay. So that was unique too. I mean, usually we make a tunnel walk, and it's the tunnel walk for the year, other than kind of switching out some highlights here and there. Um, you know, the, the bones of it were going to be the same every year, but the, last year, seven unique ones with a different theme to them, which was really ambitious. I mean, Tunnel Walks, high pressure, high stress, and to come up with seven different ones was bold, and then it became eight. Um, was a heck of a challenge, but I mean, I, I was really happy with them. I thought they were really cool. Yeah, I think it was great. And you know, even if you, there's, you guys can't make everyone happy, it's just impossible. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, you know, with, with let's say music, for example, you know, football. Like, let's say we had a song that was 90% approval. Like, you're in the same 90% of the people love the song, which is impossible. I dare anyone to go out there, grab 10 random people on the street and say, hey, do you like this song? And getting all 10 people to say yes. You're not going to get it. You'll be lucky to get three or four. But if you go 90% approval, which is super unlikely in a 90,000 seat stadium, that means there's 9,000 people that don't like the song, which is more than the capacity of the Vanny Center. So there's never going to be a 100% love song. It just doesn't exist. Yep. So you, you just got to try and find stuff that it's going to appeal to the most people, you know, and try to get a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, there's always going to be someone who's not going to like it, but as long as we can get most of the people hyped up, make some noise, then we're on the right track. Yeah, I always think it's uh, – and – you know, because let's say you go to a minor league baseball game, and it's just people are barely hanging out and ba- you know barely paying attention. Then you hear the, you know, let you know, or they have some, you know, uh, everyone start cheering or something like that, and no one does it. I'm like, I always think of, of the person upstairs, like, man, does he love this job right now? You know? Yeah, but, yeah, and that, that's one of my things that I'm just like, I hate forcing things. I, I just, I know some teams have to do it, but to me, you have to read and react to the crowd. And the thing about Nebraska crowds is I think our fans more than most, and I've traveled a lot. I've been to a lot of Big 12, Big 10, everywhere, pro teams. Our fans genuinely care whether we win or lose. All of them do. Like, they're going in there. They're not just there to have a good time and just cheer and whatever happens, happens. They want to see us win. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case at a lot of other years. Like, you know, minor league baseball, like you said, is a great example. I mean, people are there to, you know, have a beer, you know, let their kids play on the playground, watch some baseball. If they win, whatever, lose, whatever. You can kind of change that, that dynamic. But in Nebraska crowd, even, you know, especially in PBA, like I think the PBA crowd of basketball, everyone in there is knowledgeable. They understand the game and they want to see us win. And so if we're getting beat, you know, if, if things are going bad, we threw a bunch of turnovers. If I blast some over-the-top electronic hit, you know, people are just going to be annoyed with me because they're not in the mood. You don't want to, you have to find the, you know, this, this middle ground where it's not, um, you don't want to be like, hello, darkness, my old friend with, you know, something super <laughs> depressing either. You just want to find that mellow groove. And then as the course of like a timeout break goes, just kind of build it up towards the end of the timeout. Because if you, if everyone's in a bad mood and you try to bump something really, really poppy or up tempo or something like that, it's just going to annoy people. It's not going to work. So it's being yeah. able to manage the crowd and build it up. Yeah. And I think if you keep on just doing, pump up stuff then and this is at basketball games too and we're and, you know i think that you just people start zoning you out and right yeah so i think it, it, just, it becomes obnoxious and you don't want to be obnoxious but you don't, you don't want to like yeah you don't want to kept, create a depressing vibe but you don't want to start real high you want to start a little lower a little more of a mellower song ish and then work your way up so by the end of the timeout people have kind of brushed it off or are ready to you know get refired back up again but if you hit it from the jump in a bad situation it's probably not going to go over well yeah. Uh, so speaking of picking music, so uh, my my wife 
hates this for what you know. And I have this huge book of CDs in my car, which shows you how old I am. <laughs> um, and it just takes up a ton of room. Even when we were dating uh, ten years ago, if I was driving, she would not uh, pick up that the big book to change the music because she just hated it, and she still <laughs> hates it. And she would probably throw it away if um, I'd let her. But do you, I mean, do you just have like drives of music or like, you know, books of CDs? Probably not CDs, I guess. You're probably younger than I, I am. I, I used to. I'm actually older than I look. <laughs> but I did. Um, I actually, my, my dad actually had this like huge CD. Someone gave him this like best of every year from, I think it was a Billboard Top 100 from like, 1970 up through 2004 or something like that and one time during the summer like when it was still kind of you know I had my laptop still had a cd drive i ripped every single song off of it and i built it into my, my itunes library and so i built up a pretty good collection there and i've kept my itunes match alive so i mean even in the era of spotify and stuff like that i've got a pretty good catalog um so I have a pretty good collection, and that's kind of like I've actually always kind of driven. Like even when I was in high school, um, I'm from Louisville, Nebraska, but I uh, actually commuted. I my parents have actually live closer to Plattsmouth, and so I had about a 15 minute drive to school every day. And it's basically, I've been driving my whole life, and I would sit there and listen to music, and I can just have this knack to memorize songs. Like I, you know, I can recognize a song in a couple beats typically. So I've just listened to a lot of music, um, and. And even like when I'm watching a game on TV, I'm listening to the music. Like we've watched an NBA game, NFL game, you name it. I'm listening in with playing in the background, taking notes basically. If something oh, sounds yeah. cool. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna store it. You know, if I don't know what it is, I'm gonna shazam it um, and try to build up a collection because it's something I've always kind of had a knack for, I guess. Wait, so you did you graduate from Louisville? I did. I I, I graduated from Elwood Murdoch. I, uh, I wondered if that was the case because I saw. Yeah, yeah, yep, Louisville. That's, that's crazy. So we went to school about. 10 minutes apart from each other. Yep, um, I <laughs> yes, I, I, I still coach basketball uh, here, and Louisville game is always different. You know, it's it is. Just, it was yeah. always our final, like, at, least, at least when I was there, that was the final game of the season, usually, and that was a, a lot of line, a lot on the line. Although we were, we had basically, they got, Louisville got pretty good after I graduated um, for a little bit. And they've kind of had been flowed since. My brother's class made state uh, two years in a row. Yeah, that's a heck of a rivalry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's it's not as good as it used to be, but I think it could get back. Even though we're getting smaller, and you guys are getting bigger. That's true. But, yeah, yeah. Small town uh, um, Nebraska represent. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that's crazy. So you're not related to is it Pankinens? Isn't that in Weeping Water? No, it's Louisville. Um, oh. there might be some. There might be some there, but um, okay. Because uh, I thought that's the name of the. The hardware store, or yeah, no, the uh, auto dealer, the um, mechanic, maybe. Uh, the uh, tractor implement out of out of Louisville. Um, my, my uncle Dave runs that. Okay, there you go. All right. So maybe that's I, a Pankin and Zinc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, I'm sure people don't want to hear about. It. <laughs> no, <laughs> I find it interesting, but uh, okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, so I was because you have all this music. I mean, this. Uh, is I mean, do they? What kind of guidelines have they given you about? Because uh, you know, of course, I assume they're not going to want you putting music on there with you know, that's with a bunch of bad words. But there's like some music that kind of has innuendos, and I mean, yeah. Well, so we have actually, so we have a subscription service because there's there's licensing issues and things like that. Actually, the university has them, like so the band can even play music. Um, there's licenses for us to play in an arena. But then we also have a subscription service. But actually, we just started a couple of years ago. It's pretty awesome. And basically, it's almost like an iTunes for new music. And like if it, if it releases to radio, we get it just the same. And it'll tell us if it's clean or extra clean or there's some instrumentals and stuff like that. We've had that for a couple of years. And it's kind of been a game changer for me because we get like the top 40 urban and then we get top 40 pop um, and kind of everything in between. So that's been really helpful for um, keeping new music updated and even hearing songs before they're released to radio and stuff like that. So that's helped build it up. And then we've just kind of had, we have these laptops in Husker vision that I mean are old, you know, like basically in 2004, we had this system and then we've upgraded them as the year goes on, but every, years go on. But then every time we get a new laptop, we just import the music. So we've got a library going back 20 years of music that just kind of stores in there. And then I kind of have, I arrange things like with modern stuff, with the new stuff. And then kind of other old stuff, just A, B, C, D, E, you know, you name a song. Oh, okay. We want to hear, I don't know, Sweet Caroline, Lesson S. Go over there, find it, go. So it's just this big laptop arranged with 
I mean, thousands and thousands. Like, I don't even know how many are in there, but it's a ton. So that subscription service, you're not going to get access to material that you can't play. Would that be correct? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, okay. With ASCAP, we're, with, with, with licensing, we're usually fairly okay. I mean, I can print out a report of what, what's been played. But as long as it's, not, as long as it's clean, you know, we're, we're going to be in pretty good shape for the most part. There's not a lot of directives of songs we can't play. I mean, just using common sounds. Um, the administration trusted me, like, and I, I kind of oversaw you know, making sure some of our other sports. We, we got the right music in there and stuff like that, and there's no, there's no whoopsies. Especially, you know, player warm-up music is always something that's... Uh, we got to watch a little closer because guys, like the teams actually for most of our sports requests, Hey, we want to hear these songs during warmups. So then we'll try to hunt these songs down. And the subscription service has been great, especially for newer songs because they're usually in there. But if they want to hear um, an old rap song from six years ago, finding a clean version, making sure it's clean, knowing all the mm-hmm. lyrics is, is, is big. So that's something we always have to keep an eye on. Oh, that, yeah, that, that, I would think that would make your job a lot easier. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I was thinking. I hope he doesn't have to read through the lyrics, and you know. Oh, I do. I, no, I definitely do. If I uh, don't know it, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, and then. Oh wow. If I, if I buy any clean. And the funny thing is, is sometimes you'll buy a you'll you know, you'll buy or get a clean version of the song, and then for whatever reason, the clean version isn't completely clean, or there's one like, or or even, and sometimes there's song there's if it's a like it's a rap song and the lyrics are going really fast. Um, there might be something that sounds like a bad word that's not. Like I actually remember a so funny story from probably five years ago or so. There was a weekend song. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but it was a remix of a song, and I was playing it right before warmups, and it was definitely clean. Like I overcleaned it. But some fan he sat in front of me in, in section two sixteen. I don't want to call anybody out, and he literally put up a sign that said this song is inappropriate or something. <laughs> like that, and put it in the air because he thought that there was a bad word in the song. It's clean, I promise. Um, wait, wait, he had a sign. He literally there. brought a sign to the game. He brought a sign into PBA saying, "I can't remember what the words were exactly, but something like this song is inappropriate." Like he was ready, like because I had been playing it like wow. at the same point of like kind of was right after the team ran out, but right before zeros on the clock. Like I was kind of trying to have a really good hype song there to kind of set the tone after the team runs out and it was a remix of a weekend song and it was clean i'm positive because i listened even after the sign i'm like I, I didn't miss anything right and i went back and listened to it and all this it was fine but you got to be careful about that because the fan will call or email or be like hey i heard a bad word and you have to be able to be like nope nope it's clean we're good i promise <laughs> so i uh and so because we're, we're gonna are you gonna want to do the top five with me um sure i i have not an exact top five but i kind of i thought of five (laughs) okay that's fine so i'll kind of this is actually kind of relevant um my number five is louie louie by the kingsman uh and the reason why i'm bringing this up now you know with that um uh the the fan who had the sign you know is uh now i don't know if this is 100 percent correct but i was uh i took first amendment at uh law school and our, our, the professor would always bring something up at the beginning that was really interesting. And he talked about Louis Louis. And he said, and if you listen to the song, I guess, according to him, that it was an instrumental. And there's uh, this DJ or this uh, recording company wanted them to put lyrics to it. And they actually only had like an hour or something like that to put lyrics to it. Uh, so they did that. And it's really kind of a crappy recording. A DJ supposedly got a hold of it published or uh, played it as the worst song of the month or something like that. Cause it was <laughs> so bad and it ended up getting banned by some state in the South because they said it was obscene and um, for, and, but and then the FBI investigated it for like two years trying to figure out what it was. And they go back to the, the band and I guess the band said, Hey guys, there aren't even, like, there are barely any lyrics. We we just mumbled our way through the song, <laughs> and so they uh, and so there's like you know people just looking to, you know, that's like you know the band doesn't even have lyrics for the song. It's just kind of mumble and some words here and there. And all I can people, think of is Louie Louie. <laughs> yeah, Lua, yeah. Lua, and Lua. besides that, kind of listening to that, they're kind of mumbling. They're kind of, and that's because they just were told to, to put lyrics to it. And so someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, anyway, so. Uh, yeah, that that reminded me of that. But um, huh. yeah. So so your last tweet, uh, you had a message and you uh, specifically mentioned no sit Sunday. Let me clear my throat, and then the two volleyball national titles. Uh, okay, so 
the let me clear my throat did the, that was you that i was, yeah. okay yes. so yeah so there's the andy that's after the andy janovich long touchdown run right that was the, that was the debut yeah okay i mean that just didn't that just go nuts like it was like a perfect song for the perfect moment you know i i it, mean just what, what, what do you think i mean you gotta have like just that's been one of the best moments i bet it, so far it was. It really was. It was, such, it was such a drain that we ended up losing that game. And but it ended up sticking around anyway. But it was just kind of one of those things. What's funny is, is uh, it, but I don't know if I've told you the story, but there was actually a, so the, the Boneyard, so the student section, had given a list of songs they like. And one of them, whatever, whoever wrote the list put, Let Me Clear My Throat by DMX. <laughs> DMX, mm-hmm. didn't do, DMX didn't do let me clear my throat yep, but it, yep. just, it just it triggered my response like I'm gonna play I, I remember literally lean over to the person next to me and go I'm gonna hit him with a little DMX here is it tongue and cheek but I'm playing let me clear my throat like, it, was, like it just felt right we, we had a long time outbreak which really helped because we were going in late late in those games with a TV timeout and we didn't we had already had kind of our sponsor breaks done that was a huge moment and I had the whole break like after I, there was a touchdown, but then we play the fight song like always, do th- go through that whole deal, but then the rest of the break was going to be ours. So I hit that song, and it and the first go-round was great, and then it has that kind of hook where it resets, and then the players jumped in on it, and it was yep. just surreal. I mean, it was a goosebumps moment. It was like, oh my gosh, this is am- amazing. You know, and then it caught fire, and you know everyone wanted to hear it again. I remember there was a press conference the following Monday, and the guys, players in the press conference were saying, "Oh God, I hope we do that again." And then I, you know, a couple of weeks later with Michigan State, there was a perfect opportunity, and it happened again. And so, you know, and people wanted to make it like the fourth quarter song or whatever, but I was kind of against that just from the, you know, in like going into the fourth quarter if we're on offense or. You know, and just depending on the situation, you don't really want it there. I preferred it in the big time moment. All right, here we go. Similar to a basketball, you know, we play DMX after an alley dunk, timeout. You know, I, I just rather play it situationally than burn it in a situation where we're going to have to calm the crowd down anyway, or, you know, you know, we come out on third and fifth or third and 30 going into the fourth quarter and we're going to have to throw an incomplete pass. Then all that energy is going to be gone in one play. Yes. So, yeah. That, situationally, yeah, that, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I still remember Yeah, the crowd went nuts on, you know, and it did, and it really did suck. We lost that game, but um, heartbreaker. Yeah. So, you know, this is a basketball podcast and Patrick, you know, would probably want me to talk about basketball. So no sit Sunday. uh, What do you remember about that night as far as like what you did, you know, what what you were a part of? Because for me, it seems like it's one of those historic, you know, nights for Nebraska basketball. It really was. It was the perfect game. I mean, from even from from my standpoint, as from what I do, like that was the perfect game. Everything, like from a music standpoint, that I would want to do, I got to do in that game in that exact order. I could not have drawn up a better, you know, scenario wise. When I talk about things that happen situationally in a game where we have momentum, the other coach calls timeout, I can hit sandstorm or DMX, you know, one of those hype things. It just, and then every single timeout, it just was perfect. The energy was there. Even when we were losing, the crowd was just electric. You know, that whole day was kind of perfect. Like, it was in early March, but it was like 80 degrees outside. I mean, the rail yard was packed. Like, it just didn't feel like we were going to lose that game. Even when we were trailing, it didn't feel like we were going to lose that game. Like, everyone was going the same direction. It was just a team of destiny, and that game was just perfection. Like, to me, like... That is the best individual Nebraska sporting event, home sporting event I've ever attended in my life. No matter what, really? it is. like I can't. I, it just was everything was perfect. Like this, you know, is for us all of us long-suffering Nebraska basketball fans that wanted to see us in the NCAA tournament. Just everything about it, the stakes, everything about it. I mean, it was just special. Everything about that was it was just so unique. Like we've had so many big football games, and don't get me wrong, I love. There's plenty of great, awesome football games we've had over the course of the years. You know, I was there for Oklahoma in '01 with the the crouch throw. That was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen in my life. But just g- given the uniqueness of it and everything else, like that's hard to beat for me, especially for a home Nebraska game of anything I've ever been to. It was just, it was a really cool moment. And, and then the following week, following it up when we had the selection show, and seeing the guys react to that, that was just a really cool stretch run. Yeah, I, I I felt like I'm like if we win this game, then we're in, we're in. That's what I thought. And you right, know, and, and then we had to stress about it because we you know the, the the Big Ten tournament. Then we end up 
losing that huge lead to Ohio State, and then you're watching the bracketology predictions all week, and you're and you know we're like last four in, we're bouncing in, bouncing out, and it was just like oh god, oh god, oh god, you know. So that, even the dr- drama with the selection show, we didn't know for sure we were in. We thought we were in, but we didn't know for sure. And then that reaction from everybody, like I was on a headset, all of us were screaming at the same. You know, everybody was just so excited. It was just such a cool one-two combination. It was the first year of PBA, and that place was just magic. Uh, you know, it it was just so special. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I I was not there, but I was just watching on TV, so I'm kind of jealous. But yeah, it it was really really fun. Speaking of being jealous, uh, we've been talking about you know kind of past tense about you, what you did do in Nebraska. So what exactly are you going to be doing now? Yeah, so I kind of hit on being, my, you know, my wife's a nurse, a Methodist, but she's from Oregon, not far from Eugene, Oregon, about 40, 45 miles away. Um, she came here for nursing school. She was just going to come to nursing school and she was heading back to Oregon. But in the process, she met me um, and she knew, you know, how much I love my job. Like I'm, I'm a born and raised from Nebraska, from Louisville, but she always wanted to go back home and I never wanted to do anything else but what I do. Like I worked, actually worked in TV news for a couple of years um, after graduating college. I freelanced for Nebraska. I've been working for Nebraska in some capacity since 2004, um, 2003, 2004, actually, um, whether I was a student or a freelancer, but I worked full time in news and like, I just love what I do. And so I'd always promised her that if Oregon had a job, that's what I do or really similar to what I do here. So I could keep doing what I'm doing, but I could get her home. I would, pursue it and you know that could have been in two weeks it could have been in 20 years and then even then maybe i get it maybe i don't but if i was ever offered a job like what i do here then i would take it because I, I did want to get her home i mean her whole family literally her whole family lives in oregon um we got seven nieces and nephews all over the age of eight her parents grandparents you name it um and this is a chance for me to keep doing what i'm doing but a chance for her to get home so it was something i had to you know, I, and I feel ready to try, you know, try something new and it's still, Oregon's pretty cool. It's, you know, it's a power five school. They've got, you know, they're ranked and everything. So, um, yeah, so it's bittersweet that, yeah, my, uh, Nebraska run is coming to an end, especially just as Hoiberg's here and Frost is here. And I think things are going to be pretty fun around here, but, uh, something I had to do for my family. And I mean, I'm going to miss my, my family here, but, uh, it, it, it just, uh, it's gonna be something different and I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to a new challenge. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell us exactly what you're doing? Do so you it's yet? essentially, I, I don't know all the details yet because they're not as, they're, they're a smaller department than Nebraska, but I'm working for their version of Husker Vision. Um, a little bit, some foot, working with football, volleyball, I'm basically any of the arena sports. They actually don't have like men's and women's gymnastics or wrestling there. Uh, basically anything that has a video board show, um, the sights and sounds and music and video, you know, web streams, all that sort of stuff. Um, and building up the department for them. So they have, you know, they run with students too, um, building up their student program. So kind of what I'm doing here and just kind of take what we've built here at Nebraska and try to, you know, build it up at Oregon. Hey, that's, I, I have not been to Oregon before, but I, you know, I, um, I've, I've, my wife and I talked about that. We kind of wish we would have gone somewhere else before moving back to Nebraska. And so I'm kind of jealous of people that get to go, you know, go live somewhere else and Oregon sounds you know, like a beautiful place to live it, it is she sold me on it pretty well we've been together for nine years and uh, she's uh, she's we've been up there plenty I've been to Oregon games actually I mean weirdly enough Nebraska and Oregon's paths have crossed like a million times in the last five years in pretty much all of the sports you know we did a home and home with them in football we, we ended their season in volleyball Nebraska beat Oregon in volleyball last year we, we played in a tournament up there a couple of years ago so I made a bunch of trips up there with the Huskers and uh, I've seen their baseball and I'm hoping they got it all out of their system because I really don't want to see Nebraska and Oregon play each other <laughs> Uh, I mean, on the flip side, a chance to see people and a chance to Andrew come back here or whatever. But we have to keep those two separate for now. I mean, obviously, my heart, I'm a huge Husker. I'm born and raised Husker fan. So I'll still be watching them. I mean, the cool thing about West Coast is, I mean, I'm going to have to get used to is like a Nebraska basketball game is going to tip off at 5 o'clock Pacific time. So get off work, fire up the Husker game at 5 o'clock. Um, it's going to be a different uh, perspective for me, but I'm hoping I can sneak in both. But you know, before an Oregon game, Oregon game starts, I'll be able to sneak in and watch, or at least keep track of uh, what's going on down here. Yeah, I that, that that's better than I mean, just think if you move to the East Coast because that'd be uh, you know, you know, it's a game could you know would be eight or nine o'clock at night, you know, depending yeah, on the exactly day. late night. Well, then like for the first football game, the, the Husker football opener is an 11 a.m. kick, which is 9 a.m. up there. Ooh. So. 
I'm going to be getting up at 9 a.m. to watch me uh, some Husker football. It's just going to be <laughs> unique. <laughs> yeah, that but, would uh, that'd be kind of that'd be very odd. That's really early. That is so early. So, but <laughs> I mean, that that's my new life. I'll get used to it, I guess. But on the flip side of that, a 9 a.m. kickoff when Oregon plays at you know 9:45 p.m. you know Central Time, you know seven you know 7:45 out there. That's great because I'll be able to our Nebraska game will be long over before I need to report for a football game or anything like that. At least I'm hoping that's the case, and uh, I'll be able to still be able to follow along and cheer along for them too. Well, is there anything else about what you've before? Cause I wanted to ask you about basketball. Sure. Actually, you know, is there anything else, you know, that you're thinking that you'd want people to know or about what you've have done or what you're going to do or. Uh, I, I'm just going to see what's next. I mean, I'm real excited for Hoiberg. I mean, I think the, the, the guys they picked, I mean, it's a whole new team. We don't know what to expect. Um, but I mean, they got a lot of talent coming in and I'm real excited. I mean, Fred Hoiberg is obviously, and I'm actually a Chicago Bulls fan. So Uh I, I followed Fred. And the thing is, is I think Fred got a terribly raw deal with the Bulls. They never gave him the roster that he needed. You know, he was a pace and space guy coming out of Iowa state. And then they gave him Rondo and Butler and Wade to slow it down. And then last year, just as he was getting his, you know, they finally drafted some guys that I think would fit his system. They were hurt. And then the week they come back, he gets fired. So as a Bulls fan, I'm even more excited that Fred's here because I think he's going to be able to fit his system here. I think it's going to be great. I mean, the recruits are there. I think I'm pretty confident Nebraska's headed in the right direction. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Did you have any under? Did you have any idea that he had so many Nebraska connections before? I, he... I knew of them, but not to the extent. You know, when he did that press conference, I was like, holy cow, that is a a lot of ties. I mean, we always knew there was the tie. I just didn't think, even I'd honestly, like when Tim started, I was like, really? We can get Hoiberg? Like, really? Like, to me, I was just always kind of like in my head, I was like, really? Like, that's, we can get him? Like, you just think, and, and not as like a fatalistic Nebraska, and just like, man, that's, that, that's the top coaching candidate on the market, in my opinion. Like, who, like, wow. And then to, to get him was unbelievable. And when you hear all those ties and stuff like that, I mean, it was fate. And it's about time Nebraska basketball got some good fate. And, uh, I think some good things are ahead. That's for yep. sure. Patrick and I have kind of joked, you know, because if Hoiberg can't get it done, they might as well just close the program down and like shut, you know, lock it and shut don't anyone <laughs> in. Because I, I mean, he he is about as sure of a thing that we could possibly have gotten. One hundred percent, everything. Even if he ends up, you know, I hope this is him. You know, if he if he ends up going back to the NBA in four years or whatever. That's okay. Like it means they're probably been like he's done some great things here and he gets up to that next level where if he does leave, we'll be able to get an elite tier coach. This isn't a stepping stone job at that point. This is a, you know, destination job. And I, yeah, I, I don't see a big downside here. I really don't. I think, I think this is going to be great. It's going to stick it, put us in another level and yeah. yeah I mean, good things are ahead. Yeah. I, uh, I've been saying even before Hoiberg got hired, um, I always thought that Nebraska uh, basketball is was a sleeping giant um, because we aren't even that great or we haven't been or we're still not but I mean if you get the right coach that can bring in players you know I we have so much uh, fan support and the facilities and everything I mean there's no reason why they, they can't become I think one of the top three teams in the conference. I mean, on an annual basis. Why not? Yeah, there's no no one, no, no other fan base that like when everything's cooking, like nothing touches. Even when we're not, it's not cooking. You know, we're dry, You know, we lose nine games in a row, and we're still bringing in thirteen thousand people to PBA. I mean, it's it's unreal. And when that when it's a big game environment in PBA, like I remember a couple of years ago, we had we were having a down year, but we won a few in a row. I think we like won three road games in a row, and we came back. I think we played either I think we played Michigan. And it was a Saturday morning game. It was like an 11 a.m. tip on ESPN2, and the crowd was just rabid. Like, this this fan base wants this team to win so badly, and it just makes for a fun environment. And I think you get that every night. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be nuts. And, you know, I you know, and be left, you know, caution, too, is like our non-conference schedule this fall isn't like the most uh, impressive thing in the world. You know, there's a lot of, I don't know, let's, let's call it, it is a softer non-conference schedule. But I think the crowd enthusiasm is going to be so high just because of Fred and everything like that. It's going to make make the difference, you know, make that difference early on. Where I think we're still going to have huge crowds for all those non-conference games, and it's going to be electric. And when we get into big games, it, it's it's over. I mean, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I I am super excited about this coming year because I 
just the, I mean, the players that, that he hasn't he has brought in, and and Miles was starting to bring in those guys because, um, you know, the Gervais Green, he's Gervais, one of those, yeah, Gervais Deshaun, Deshaun Redshirt last year, yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun Burke. Burke, yeah. Yeah, those, I, those guys are players. I mean, yeah, and I always heard Deshaun last year was just tearing it up with the scout team. Like he was one of the best players on the floor last year. You know, we couldn't see him. And I remember Red White when we had the open practice scrimmage thing, he was awesome. And then I heard all you know all year like this this guy's the real deal. And it was always like, God, if we can keep Deshaun Burke, we can keep Gervais Green. We're gonna be you know, and we did. And then you throw in Cam Mack, and then they get all these bigs. And I mean, obviously we didn't land that that transfer. I think went to Marquette or whatever, but. Yeah, the, the Von Drago, man, there, there's they've got a little bit of everything, you know. And I don't know if what we'll do this year. I mean, I hope we're, you know, if we don't make the NCAA tournament this season, it's no big deal, you know. Like I just watch these guys grow because we're not, you know, everyone's going to be back the following year, other than Sheetham and um, there's a couple, but in general, yeah. this this thing's yeah, built yeah. to last. Yeah, yeah, Kavas and yeah, and Sheetham. Yeah, uh, I'm blanking on. The other, I think there might be one more. There but. might be one more in there, but then throw in you know Samari Curtis who's a freshman, you know Cam Max a sophomore, you know, Burke and Green will be back. I mean, there's a nice, nice, nice base there, and then Donovan Williams coming in. Um, yeah, they, they they're in really good shape. Like you can't not be excited for what they they're building. You know, when Nebraska football was going strong in the '90s and all that, there was a lot of local talent um, out of Omaha, like you know Mon Green or Crouch. You know. Brad, Omaha basketball is a high school basketball. I mean, Miller North, I think right now, I think has three and maybe just got a fourth player who are D1 players. Yeah. And, and so maybe this is just, you know, this is just something that's going to start happening. Because, I mean, if we got studs coming up in Omaha and maybe hopefully in, you know, Don Williams is in Lincoln, uh, that, I mean – that's really going to help Hoiberg. That, oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it's just like Nebraska volleyball. You know, volleyball, like you know, all the legends, a lot of those legends came from Nebraska, and it seems like you know the basketball is starting to come around a little bit around here. You don't need twenty of them; you need four, three, four. You know, it doesn't have to. You don't. You don't need twenty superstars like you'd have in California or Texas, but you get a few, and you can get them. You can lock down the border and keep them here. That you know, just, you know, it always means more to a. I feel like to a local kid, you know. You want to represent your hometown school and stuff like that and we can keep some of those guys in here to you know tell people what nebraska is about i think that's huge and you're right they're 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 all of a sudden they're out of nowhere too it's it's, there's a ton of them it's great yeah and i think that's that's great you you know i'm a basketball guy so i just love the fact that you know i I, i'm i'll if i have time i should be able to go maybe go see a miller north game and, and i can see you know three or yeah three or four really good players and yeah. that was in the case, I'd say, for the past uh, 10 for, 15 years. For, for practically ever, yeah. I mean, there was like, I remember in the mid early 90s, there was like that Andre Wold, Eric Strickland. And then in the early 2000s, there was the kind of the DeRusso, Wilkinson, uh, Ryan yep. Wright era. But having that many, that many talents here, uh, few and far between. So it's cool to see. Hopefully, it keeps trending that way because it'll definitely help our cause. Yeah. The one player I am interested that I think Husker fans should be really excited about. Can't play this season. That's Delano Banton. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. With 6'8", I guess he might play point guard. <laughs> yeah. And, a- yeah, there, there were there – were, um, uh, I don't know if it was Nate Klaus. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I try to reference the guys when I can, but he well, – I think it's Musker Online. Uh, Robin Washett? Yeah, I think it was Robin. Yeah, and he re- he said that he would, be, would not be surprised if Delano Banton is – you know, going to the NBA in a couple of years because he's yeah. just, he was, he's just yeah, I think that he was a top big. 50 or top 100 recruit uh, played for Western Kentucky last year. But one year for him to develop even more his size. Yeah, he's going to be good. Yeah, six. He's one of the top. I think he is tied for the top by the, the six, eight point guard. Yeah, that's, that's LeBron height at a point guard. He's not LeBron size, but he's, you know, he's that tall. Lanky point guard, but that's that positionless basketball that's taken over. You know, yeah. if we're running five, six, eight dudes out there at the same time, good luck. You know, did you get to watch any of the Italy games? You know, it's funny is I, you know, there was all you know, I heard no stream. No stream. I'm like, ah, darn it. And then I remember like, I think it was my lunch break and I heard, hey, there's a stream. And then I missed it. 
And then I'm like, well, hopefully they do it for the next one. So I was like prepared for the next games, and it was like, oh, no stream. So I didn't get to see it. Um, I saw some of the footage from our guys at Husker Vision and Digital went went to Italy and got a bunch of stuff. And uh, so I saw some of the footage. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun team. And the, the crazy thing about that Italy trip is there was no Cam Mack, there was no Udrango. So you know, that's not even the whole team that's gonna be there this year. And they blew out most of those games. You know, some okay competition that other schools you know, struggled with and we beat them by 40. So yes. that's, that's really promising. Yeah. You know, guys I, that didn't know each other two months ago. Yeah. I said uh, that, you know, there, there are some members of the media that are trying to downplay the significant, like, what does it mean that, you know, they went four and I'm like, you know, I, I, I get their point, but if they had gone zero and four, I mean, then that means something all of a sudden. And you're like, man, this team might really struggle, but I mean, they're, they're, like you said, they're blowing some of these teams out. That gave oh, Minnesota. Minnesota was losing going in the fourth quarter against them, and that's the team that some. I bet when the preseason predictions come out, Minnesota's picked ahead of us. Yes, I would yeah. if I had to guess, but maybe not. But I probably will be, and they were losing these guys and going in the fourth quarter, and we were up by forty. So, I you know I I don't know. Maybe it means nothing, and like you know, there's players missing. So, but it doesn't hurt. That's for sure. And even if they would have went 0 and 4, I don't think you just have to push the panic button because these guys are all new. I mean, every game it looks like they had a different starting lineup out there. You know, they were mixing and matching and experimenting, but all that experimenting led to still winning four games. So that's really promising. Yeah. So that's. I'm pretty excited about that. Well, uh, any other thoughts about Nebraska basketball? I, you know, it's been a fun ride. I think they're heading the right direction, and. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride for everybody to watch this team grow. Like I said, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do this year, but it's going to be fun to watch. And I think it's going to be fun March, not wondering if we're getting in, but where are we going to be seated? Watching bracketologies come out and be mad that we're a six seed instead of a four seed. I mean, that, those kind of days would be a lot of fun, and I'm hoping they're coming. I think they will. Yeah. Uh, did you see the new alternative uniforms for football? Have I you did. Seen those yet? Yeah. By the way, that video. Uh, I don't know if you were a part of that video or you know. That the, uh, I assume Husker Vision put that together or, um, yeah, that... yeah, a bunch of different department. Like Adidas is in on that. Um, some of those things are kind of top secret. Sometimes even I don't see them. Um, I know, honestly, oh. I didn't, I hadn't seen the finished video of it until, uh, it came out today. I saw it just like everybody else, but that, that footage looked familiar. That <laughs> was mixed in with the classic plays and stuff like that. But yeah, that, yeah, I thought it was, it was so cool. well done. I mean, I was, I, you know, cause, uh, they, uh, Barstool, whatever, kind of leaked the video, not the video, a picture. The picture, and, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really that excited about the the uniforms. And then I saw the video, and I'm like, wow, yep, this is a video. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Where's the season? Yep. That's the funnest. Uh, that's been a really fun thing to watch all season. Is like some of the videos that football's been putting out, and it's like, you know, and I, as someone who's made videos, I'm kind of like, well, that's cool. But then you look at the, I'm not like, oh my God, but, but our fan base, I, I swear we could put a video out of Martinez during an incomplete pass in slow motion, and our fans be like, let's go! You know, which is, it's fun to see. And like, they've been making really cool videos. I'm not taking anything away from the, the really cool videos that have gone out all summer. But it's funny, because, I mean, it doesn't matter what we put out. People are so fired up about this football team that, you know, it, it's fun to watch everyone get excited about it. And the same thing with basketball. Like, the basketball creative guys that they have right now uh, between digital and Husker Vision are really good. And I think there's going to be some really cool stuff coming out as the season gets closer. These guys do good work and going to keep everybody fired up. My, my, my favorite are the Husker fans that watch those videos and then start making predictions about Luke McCaffrey. going to Based off that, be like, yeah, it looks like Luke's probably going to be the backup quarterback. Right. <laughs> How you get that off of some of those videos, I don't know. But I, I, it's cool to watch people get really excited about him. Because yeah. they are. They've been some really cool ones along the way. But I, like I said, I don't think it matters what it is. Our fans are so hyped right now that Nebraska fans are hyped right now, I guess you say, that it that, that doesn't matter, which is cool. You know, it's good to have that positive energy, you know, from everyone in the program. There's not like, I think a lot of schools put out any of those videos and it's like, oh, same old hype. But people yes. are legitimately fired up. I and mean, they have good reason to be. You know, football's preseason ranked, you know, and the schedule sets up really well. And I think it's going to be a fun year. Well, I, I just hope that and I'll we'll move on to the top five after this, but I just hope that we don't have a rain a rain out, you know. First game. Yeah, don't season. don't even bring that video <laughs> out. But yeah, it's I'll at eleven AM kick that, that, that first game. Well, you know what's crazy is we've never we had, we didn't have a night game last year. We never had a night game last season. Really? Because it was that first game was a night game. 
we had some really cool stuff going and you know planned for it and then yeah. it, you know we never and then we just had all day games so i think it's the 14th september 14th is a night game so the night game streak will finally end because I, I just love night games more i you know it just there's a cooler better energy in the crowd you know people are more fired up um than an 11 a.m game but i i, I, think, uh, I think they'll be ready for the first one regardless 100 percent agree I, I love night games it's just it's more fun i know that mm-hmm. other members of the media you know, because it, it's their full-time job. Right. Know. For a de- from a deadline standpoint, I understand. I feel the pain. And hey, it's even a late night, you know, for us on our end, you know, getting home super late. But from an atmosphere standpoint, like I just like from a music standpoint, when I played music, like an 11 a.m. game, I'm probably going a little calmer at 9:30 in the morning when gates open. It feels a little strange to be, you know, blasting something super hype at 9:30 in the morning versus yeah. at six o'clock at night in. The response is better, not just from the fans, but from the players, too. You know, I just feel like there's just more energy in a night game than there is in 11. And I don't mind 230s. It's a little better. But, I mean, there's just something different about a night game that's the energy. And plus, I think our win, Nebraska win-loss record in night games is, like, insane for football. Like, we don't lose night games at home very often. So, Yeah, I it's, I, it's if you like tailgating, that, you know, I, I, I'm not a guy who's going to tailgate at 630 in the morning. There are people that do, though, and it is amazing. Because I got to be, you know, for football games, my crew call was five hours before the game, which means I'm parking five and a half hours before the game. So an 11 a.m. kick, I'm rolling in around 5.55, 6 o'clock in the morning, and there's already a dozen people in the parking lots. Even if it's, you know, 20 degrees outside, there's people tailgating at 5.30 in the morning, and that will never not be impressive. <laughs> like, the dedication is insane. They deserve an, an award. I, they do. It is so hardcore. Cause I wouldn't. I mean, I consider myself a big Husker fan, but there's no way I'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning to tailgate. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> so, people that do, I respect them because that's that's some serious dedication. Oh yeah, that's I, I for me seven o'clock. I'll I'll show up at like three. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not doing the early mornings. All right. Well. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's do the top fives, and then we'll get out of here. Um, for I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but we're doing top five cover songs. Uh, this is actually we're actually we're planning this even before you said you you'd come on, so it's kind of kind of a coincidence because you know you're into the <laughs> music. music, sure. So so I already said that my and you don't have to do it in your order; you do however you want. Um, my fifth, I said, was Louie Louie by the Kingsmen. So I guess go ahead and give us your first one. All right. I'm going to do this in two in little chunks. So my first one is just my first ever covers that I liked, that I even knew covers existed. And I'm going to bunch two together. I'm going to give you number five and number four. So Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal. Ah, I yes. That's good I one. didn't even realize it was a Michael Jackson song. But for the I, I just really liked that song. So Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal. And then I'm going to pair that up with uh, The Boys of Summer from the Ataris. Another song that I didn't yes. know was a cover when <laughs> I was a kid. So those would be my five four right there, and those are the, the my my introduction to cover songs that I just thought were cool songs. I didn't realize they were covers, and then I went back and heard the old ones. Yeah, the Ataris that that album I listened to that for an entire summer. Yeah, yeah. I think it was maybe two thousand three or two or three somewhere in that range. But yeah, it was yes. the same way. Like that song was awesome. I had no idea it wasn't there originally until I started you know really playing. Oh, this is a cover, cool. And but I love both those versions of those songs, those remixes. Yeah, Smooth Criminal by Ant, Alien Ant Farm. That was really that music video is pretty entertaining too. Yep. Um, so uh, my number four is uh, the Sound of Silence by Disturbed. But you have to listen to the the version, uh, not the the music video, but the um, and he was on it was a late night show. I don't know if it's Conan. I think it was Conan. Uh, I, I I actually liked the original um, and. But the Disturbed, I thought is it's almost like a different song. But that was my number four. I love that song. That is a great cover. I'm with you on that one. So well, what do you got next? I guess. So next up, I'm going to go into since I'm been the Nebraska music guy. I'm going to go with two covers. I'll, I'll just do one at a time to alternate. But I'm going to go two best covers played at Nebraska games. Okay. And start with number three is the Gary Clark remix of Come Together. It was the first one for uh, you know we played it for the Red White for Scott. Um, I, I like the original from the Beatles too. It was a classic song, but I just love the guitar, electric guitar remix of come together. Yeah. I, the, I, I had not heard of that song until you played it. Um, or, or whatever they, I think it was that in the tunnel walk for the spring game. Yeah. The uh, tunnel walk spring games where we, I think we debuted it. Cause it was, it was actually from one of the, one of the movies, uh, the, 
Yes, not Marvel. It, it was DC. It was the one that wasn't a very good movie. Yeah, it was uh, the um, what all of them were together. All the yeah, but it was the DC kind. It wasn't the Marvel. It was DC. I can't remember which one it was called, but it, it was from that movie. I mean, it was a bad movie, but a really cool song. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, they uh, did you have another one? So and then number two, uh, gotta go with it. Can you feel it? It just means something special to me. You know, it's been played out as runs for the, uh, the you know the King House Can You Feel It remix that we we played in Nebraska games for hundred years. It just holds a special place in my heart. And a lot of people, it's polarizing. A lot of people don't like it anymore, but we still play really? the basketball. Yeah, I, I, there's people that oh it's tired, it's played out, we've been playing it for hundred years, but man, can you feel? And we don't play it at football anymore, but really, can you feel it I basketball. Guess, I I haven't been to a football game as far as sitting in the stands, um, but I I would always like the. For the day of the game, our first game, I would always find it on YouTube and I'd play it and I would just like, yeah, it's time, you know? Yeah, it just it has a special place in my heart. I mean, been, I've heard it a billion times and I get it if people are tired of it, but doggone it, it just, it's just, to me, it's Nebraska basketball, Nebraska football, you know? It just, it means it's game time and, and volleyball too. I mean, it's been a pre game song that volleyball, football, baseball, or volleyball, football, men's basketball forever. So it's, and it's, the cover of Jackson Five, and sorry, I'm right or dying with it. I, I just, it just, yeah, too many good memories. <laughs> I, I think that's a good one. Uh, so I need two more than my. I have comfortably numb by Aaron Lewis. I, I am a Pink Floyd fan. I know that that's gonna people aren't gonna like is, but I think I just like his version better. But I, I love Pink Floyd. Um, the my wife and I, our first dance was "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not an anti-Pink Floyd guy. People will probably message me about this. Uh, number two, I have Hurt by Johnny Cash. That was my number one. That is, he, and someone told me that Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, I think he's a Trevor. Yeah, uh, Trent. It should be Trent Reznor. Yeah, he cried when he heard it. Yeah, he, he, I think someone told me that he said, it's Johnny's song now. Like, it is. Yep, he did say that. Yeah, uh, to me that's the greatest one of all time. That is a legit cover. It, it's an emotional song. Like I, I'm, gonna, I'm I can't wait to hear what your number one is because I just think it's hard to top that one. That to me that's the best cover of all time. That one's just my number one with Bolt. When you when you said come up with covers, like well Johnny Cash hurt. Everything else is gonna have to be filler for me here. So how do I do this? <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that one. Um, I my uh, friend of mine Brent, uh, uh, he's he'll send me lyrics from that song just randomly. It just because him and I both just love that song. Yeah, it's uh, an awesome song. It's just beautiful. Uh, my number one, and I don't really like the band that much, but um, it's Gone, yeah, Gone Away by Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. Uh, that I I first listened to it when I watched the music video. And have you seen the music video? I don't think so. Okay. I It's very um, – it's um, – uh, it's kind of a, I think Five Finger Death Punch has some military themes a lot um, as with their music videos. In this music video, there was um, a group of friends, guys. They saw, um, I assume they're trying to say it was like 9-11, and they all enlisted. And then uh, there's like an IED explosion, and all, a lot of his, all of his friends died. And he's the only one left. And so the song's him kind of like dealing with the emotions. And so it, it, to me, I love both both versions. The original uh, by oh, – okay. uh, I'm blanking on that now. Um, do you know – do you have any idea what I'm thinking of? Uh-uh. I've got nothing there. Let's see. Uh, just give me a second. Gone away. By your oh, – I'm wondering if I'd see the name of the song. <laughs> this is great radio. <laughs> see, I have never heard it. I was gonna say I can't. I can't help you. I'm drawing a blank on this. I'm a, I consider myself a music guy, but you got me beat here because I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gone away. Okay, but who's the original? Um, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, uh, because oh, I'm sorry, man. One second. <laughs> All original good. Band. Uh, offspring. Offspring, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, and so it's two, and so Offspring sings it, and I kind of growing up pictured Offspring as kind of this joke, 
No, not not yeah. like they they were joke, but like their songs were kind of jokey. Happy, happy go lucky, poppy. Yeah. And so I don't think I paid attention to the lyrics of "Gone Away" by Offspring, and then I listened to it by Five Finger Death Punch, and I totally you get the emotion from you know him losing his his friends, and so that's hurt could have been easily my number one too. So, but I just I. Hurt is probably number one for a lot of people that have heard that song. So yeah, it's just yeah to me that's that's still the best one. But I have to go listen to yours just because yeah, that one's, I'm drawing a blank on that one. So yeah, I'm so, fire yeah, that my, up on Spotify on my drive home here. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I think that's it. Uh, I asked you on on Twitter. I said, is there anything you want to push? I assume you do you have any movies coming out on Netflix or Hulu or something or. I, I have nothing to promote, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyone wants to buy my house? I got that for sale in Papillion right now. I'm hoping, hoping that'll be sold soon. No, yeah. I, I, no I, nothing. I mean, GBR. Um, I'm glad you guys have a basketball podcast from Nebraska. It's, I think you guys have a lot of fun stuff to talk about this year. Um, yeah. It's yeah, never a dull moment. <laughs> we're, we're, try, we, you know, we're just trying to get to the season. We should, you know, we get, you know, Patrick wants, he's the basketball writer, and I write about football. And, but, since I coach basketball, he asked if I wanted to do it. I'm like, yeah. And so I just can't, we just need to get to the season. So we got some actual stuff to talk about. Thank exactly. God. <laughs> Thank goodness that they went to Italy and had practices and stuff. Exactly. And then before you know it, we got another about six weeks. And then you'll have the open practice, a little more analysis there. That'll be yep. fun. We go Ohio state game weekend. That, that's going to be a fun event down there. The Friday before Ohio state. Yeah. I, I plan on being there. So yeah, um, it'll be a good time. All right, well, uh, I guess that'll be it. Um, I do want to give one shout-out to a listener, uh, Andy Todd, saying hi. Uh, your brother told me you're listening. He, uh, uh, a- Andy just stumbled upon our podcast. Like, oh, is that neat? <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> random. But, uh, yeah, so that's all I got. I guess, uh, uh, Chris, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I think people are going to be really excited, you know, excited to listen to this because you kind of gave, I think, a lot of perspective about what goes on from behind this, the, the scene. So, um, yeah. So uh, I guess that's all I got. Um, everyone, thanks uh, for listening. Download us um, wherever you can. Subscribe and, and I guess let us know. All right. Uh, bye.